1: To the Lucky Luffy podcast. Marcus Freeman's interview, as he mentioned, yo, I, I can use this. He said it in the interview, love. Yo, I can use this for recruiting. He recognized that. Like, this is a huge opportunity for me to connect to these young men across this country. He understood culturally what was getting ready to take place, even if fans didn't understand it. So, as we restructure recruiting, I, I think the direction that Amir Carlisle is directed to player development, he's very involved. I think the direction of the new hire coming over from West Virginia is a director of recruiting are nice steps in the right direction. It's not good enough, Left.
2: Yeah.
1: It's not good enough. You have to surround them with a staff. You have to build this out. Let me. Nick Saban has a recruiting staff of 70 people left. 17. Georgia. 55 yeah so <laughs> I want to make sure I say this correctly we can sit here and wish that every coach on Notre Dame staff was really strong at recruiting yes. Let me give you the truth about college football. You're never going to have a full staff of great recruiters. It's
2: not going
1: to happen. It's not happening. It's not happening. Sometimes you make decisions to hire a coach because they're really good at developing and coaching, just not that good at recruiting. But if you have a recruiting staff that's deep enough to go find the talent, analyze the talent, you can allow that coach to do what he does best. This is what Notre Dame has to do. Because Notre Dame fans, we keep – look, there are always going to be one or two coaches on every staff that just
2: – Just not getting it done.
1: they just not they're not going to get it done. Yes. Maybe you do. Absolutely. So support them with a recruiting staff that will allow them to do what they do best. See, you can sit up here and complain about Al Golden. You might lament Chris O'Leary. But if you had a better
2: recruiting staff. But Chris O'Leary can coach, you know, he can coach a little bit. He just, you know. No, I'm just saying. He he is
1: always compared to Mike Mickens, bro.
2: Yes, and that's just not fair.
1: And it's not fair, <laughs> it's not fair. Everybody can't be. Let
2: Everybody me tell can't you, be Mike Mickens now. Mike Mickens, Marcus Freeman. David Mike Mickens McCullough, gonna get a, a really nice job next year, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, um, he's at least gonna be up for it, you know.
1: Harry, he's saying Mike Mickens, Marcus Freeman. Chansey Stuck and Dina McCullough are naturals. Yes. Being a great recruiter is just – you just are. You are a great recruiter. Now, some coaches can work really hard at it because they're not as natural, and they can be more proficient at it.
2: Like Elston.
1: Yes. Mike Elston isn't the greatest natural recruiter, but Mike Elston will outwork you. Dude, like I said, these kids in Chicago, they'll tell you. Hey. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's going to do it. That's going to do his job now.
1: Michigan is working. Hey,
2: Elston may not be the most like, man, I love coach. Let me just call him up every day. He may not be that because he was my recruiter. I love Elston. You know, I, I tell you what, he was memorable. He may not be the man. Like I fall in love with this coach, man. He just, so cool. It's just like, man, Coach Elston be working hard, but he in Miami. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when I talk to him, I get it. You know, he he's not going to over, be overzealous and just all on me, but he's going to be cool, man. It's going to be a good relationship, a good relationship builder. So, you know, it's just like, you know, but he's not going to be like how Alfred was, yeah. where I just, man, Coach Alfred know how to get him. You know, how to right. But he just, just slam dunk every time. And that's mm-hmm. why Ohio State's. Running back room has been consistent. What do you mean? You know, so it's some natural and some work hard, but they, you, you still find a way to get
0: it done.
1: Yeah, so, what, you're allowed, it, is it 10 slots? You're allowed it, allowed to have coaches, it's 10 coaches, assistants, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. It's 10 or 11, I'm sorry, man. Out of the 10, if you get six natural recruiters, that's a darn good staff. That's, that's a darn good staff, man. Guys, that, that can just Harry. He stand, had a way that he just he could man. He connected. He connected. He was a natural recruiter. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was a natural recruiter of offensive line. He just won. yeah of
2: offensive line. He was just a natural recruiter of, of offensive, offensive line. line. He ain't go. He ain't gonna grab a
1: receiver. You man. know what I'm saying? I never forget. <laughs> Yo, I never forget. You know, because I'm a I'm a big guy left. I'm a big guy. I never forget the first time I met Harry Heastan last March. I'm going in to cover the coaches and the staff being revealed. I walk into the stadium, into the greeting area to the right, that little room with all the, the helmets and everything, the lounge. Harry Heestand is the first coach I see. As soon as I walk in, I know he saw my body. It was like, he was like, what's up, big guy? I was like, boy, I see. I was like, Harry, Harry just connected with me, boy, cause I'm a big dude. He was like, mm, yeah. like I could have used you, man. Like I'm talking, man. what's up with you? Man? Like, you got on? some eligibility left, straight up. And it was like straight funny up. we caught eyes, we laughed. I said, "What's up, coach?" He yeah. said, "All right, how you doing?" Because so yeah. I could tell, like you don't think he has that personality,
2: cause he's, you know, uh, he's real, because he's he's going to what he knows. Mm-hmm. Coach, he's saying he' gonna he gonna find what's relatable in the room and go to. He ain't gonna be fake and yeah. try to holler at the hot quarterback or that. Yeah. gonna be like who I who I look like I get along with in here. I'm gonna just go over there. And when, if he like you, he pick you out or you you know, he he's gonna embrace you. Yeah. And you be like, oh, that's why I like Cody. Now after he leaves you, he gonna go to somebody that looks just like you. If not, he gonna go home. He he had to kick it and hanging around, eat hors d'oeuvres, and think like he want to be there. He like, let me see if anybody I can. All right, no, all right, I'm out. All right. Yeah, but and that's what comes important when you talk about guys like Charles Jackson. His personality fit Eastern, you know. He said, was like, all right, you like film? I like film. You finna just yes. go ahead and knock this thing out for about three hours. You're gonna leave wanting more, wanting to be a part of it. That's what we want. Charles Jackson said, That's my that's my guy. Uh-huh. You know, and and maybe other linemen like the kid that left us and went to USC. Maybe he wanted to, you know, go out and hang out at the park. He stands not doing that. You know, he's saying, like, oh, you you want to go do other stuff? Well, I'm trying to watch film. Mm-hmm. That's not what Elijah Page wanted. And so he went to Lincoln Riley to do photo shoots and hang out on Hollywood Boulevard, you know. But that's fine. You know, every recruit is different, but I know what. The recruits he says get, is going to turn out more times than not because he knows what he wants, and he's, he's specific on what he
1: wants. Hey. And he's not fake. Like, this is who he is. Lucky Lucky Podcast. And to go deeper into that, you know, what we're saying is you don't have to build out a staff of 70 people at Notre day. Just give the coaching staff 10. Just give them 10 solid
2: GAs and students. Yeah, that work That's hard. It. That,
1: that work, work even- hard. want to be there. And work hard. They can walk into Al Golden's office and say, Coach, I got 10 kids for you to look at today. We really like these three, but we'll give you 10. That's it. Coach O'Leary, man, we went and found this kid from (coughs) Wyoming missing
2: Pennsylvania somewhere. And that's, right? that's that's a good, That's a good football area, though. Know? Absolutely, <laughs> it's actually a good area. <laughs> and Coach O'Leary, who's focused on development, which is his strength,
1: is like, "Cool, I'll do that after practice. I can sit up in my office late, and I can really tap in on these guys. And now I can connect to them and talk to them. Thank you for doing the leg work, right? Assist your guys, yeah, and help them out. in the areas." Well, they might not be great at because everybody on your staff can't be great at recruiting, man. They can't. It's a reason why everybody at, at Alabama is great in recruiting. They got a recruit staff of 70 people. Yo. 70. That's crazy. You can put me a DB coach at, at Alabama. I'm, man, I'm getting at least two five stars
2: every cycle. Yeah, it's easy.
1: It's easy. And I could probably be an average recruiter.
2: Yeah, you could be an average. Yeah. Like Tommy's going to look like a, a genius because he's at savings. You know, you're at Alabama, dude. Heck, he's walking in with Julian saying coming next year. Yeah, you're going to have to try hard not to be, you know, Semi-worth it. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes about where you're at, not what you're doing.
1: Yeah, man. It is, as I said before, what Amir Carlisle did, it's great, but it's not enough.
2: No, it's only it's only the start. Hey,
1: if, if Notre Dame and its own marketing team does not follow up and expand beyond the YouTube channel... You did not get you didn't get the message If you don't get on instagram and become a little bit more visible you didn't get the message You did not understand the assignment notre dame amir carlisle cracked the door Notre Dame media has to walk through it They have to recognize, oh, snap, we're marketable as hell. We can actually connect to the younger generation. Forget the fact that you don't understand Instagram and all. That That doesn't matter. Put Notre Dame out there. Put the tradition out there. Put the stories of great games out there. Put it out there for consumption. What are you protecting? What? It's like, man, you might as well swing for the fences. When you're building this staff or this new director of recruiting, don't leave him by himself. Give him support. Give him workers. Give him 10. That's it. Give him 10. 10 hard workers and watch it make a difference. Watch it help your coaching staff. Watch I'm sorry, man. I don't look. I me personally, that's. Do you think Pat McAfee is culture? I'm. I'm. I'm, I don't know. I don't watch that. I don't watch being culture. Yeah, see, I'm trying to be fair. I don't know his numbers. I don't watch Pat McAfee
2: now. Pat McAfee has a little bit of a a niche because he's coming out of a cultured place, but you know he's doing other people's job. –
1: Great example, Shannon Sharp on Undisputed is traditional, not really culture. Not really culture. Club Shay Shay, the podcast, that's culture. It's culture. Prime
2: example. It's a and totally the different Shannon Sharp. Wins. Yes. The yes. Culture always wins. Yes. He Started pulling better and better guess. Yes. Undisputed is still great. Love undisputed mm-hmm. want to miss mm-hmm. it. But at the end of the day, Shannon's like, listen, yes, the culture
1: is calling. Yes. 16, 17, 18 year olds. They're not watching undisputed.
2: And but the ones that are talking crazy anyway. They always talking mess about it, anyway. No.
1: <laughs> so- Man, it's Joe Rogan culture. Mm-hmm. He's mainstream culture. Yeah, he's definitely mainstream culture. But I don't think
2: he, you know, he gonna talk about stuff that's not talked about. That gives yeah, you perspective. However, yeah. you know, you getting paid that much by these sponsors, you know, we'll never know. We'll mm-hmm. never know because yeah. you know, like we talked about, is authentic and original. Once you start getting paid the millions for advertisements and you know your wallet is is impacted in many different ways Mm -hmm. the culture is only subjective at that point you'll have some stuff where people can be like okay but Mm -hmm. we'll just never know
1: you'll never know you'll never know so yeah that's it you know you help your staff by taking the advantage and the opportunity of moving forward and doing it strongly and getting Notre Dame, who they are, into the current state of culture and stop feeling like you have to protect Notre Dame. Notre Dame does not need to be protected, man. It's, it's okay. It, Dude, I remember for me, It's like trying to get, I remember 20 years ago, trying to get my dad. My dad was like number one on WJYS, local TV, as far as uh, ministries in Chicago, as far as his Sunday morning service and views. Number one, number one, I was begging him. Build your website, control your own content, get on YouTube. This was 20 years ago. I'm like, I see where it's going. I see where the culture is shifting. We need to start doing this now. And by the time he recognized it, it was too late. It was too late to really take advantage of it. When you could have been ahead of the game, owned your own stuff, and ran everything through your own website, monetized right then i'm like yo you need the podcast you and mom need the podcast you need to reach out to people every day and connect to them this way through their phones
2: yeah it's, it's effort at this point yeah you know what you the, you gotta put some effort in yeah. but when
1: when you have people that are not of the culture they fear what they don't understand right and there's this fear by people connected to Notre Dame, like, oh man, we, we're not gonna be able to control certain things. It's like,
2: dude. But that's the hidden hand that's been Notre Dame's thing. Yeah. Right? So yeah. You no, know, they always gonna, you know. I think I had somebody talk about uh, you know, making money. They said making money is not the hard part. The hard part is keeping it. And with an endowment of ten billion dollars, I can only imagine the mind of a person trying to keep that ten billion growing. (laughs) Mm. Man.
1: What's happening with this recruiting hire is vitally important, Notre Dame fans, to the restructuring of the way recruiting is done at Notre Dame. Going beyond Marcus Freeman, the staff, it goes beyond them, man. When you see Alabama and Georgia, it's bigger than Kirby Smart, bro. They have a a staff and a machine that works tirelessly. Daily. That's how Nick <laughs> Nick Saban can leave and have Tommy on campus. Like, man, just handle that. Oh man, I'll talk to him later when I get back. Y'all finalize all that stuff. Because it's a machine. You know, content is golden. You're right, Elizabeth Crook if you got content, that's what's that's 80% of the battle left. Good content, yeah, man. Yes, now you're just looking for distribution and <laughs> landing spots. And man, lucky lucky podcast, great show. We're gonna dig a little bit deeper. Ryan Roberts is going to join us left. Uh, I think next week, and we're going to dig deeper into this recruiting thing and how it impacts recruiting moving forward and the coaching staff a little bit deeper. Thank you, man. We wanted to answer your questions. We thought it would be funny to answer the questions that came at us from our conversations. Fans of all ages, hopefully we answered your questions about culture, what it meant, and all the other things. That you didn't understand man we love lunch hours with you as well elizabeth and the rest of ll nation anything to close out left
2: great show today what do you think about that boston trade brother oh the boston trade i didn't get to see it this morning who was it uh
1: um, they got, uh, got porzingis to boston uh, they sent marcus smart to the grizzlies And some plays
2: Dylan Brooks. That's pretty good. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, he can play point guard until Jock is back. True. And if I'm not mistaken, um, I forget who. Oh, uh, oh, what's the kid's name? Tyus Jones ended up in Washington from the Grizzlies.
2: Oh, that sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) But at least he gets the start. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sure, I'm surprised they didn't keep him even though Ja would left.
1: You know? Yeah, he has a contract coming up, too, so they probably didn't want to pay that. They let Dylan Brooks go. Now they can go get some more vets and become an actual team instead of some clients.
2: <laughs> instead of an a, a AAU team.
1: Absolutely. Can you imagine Jared Jackson Jr. and Marcus Smart defending the pick and roll, over? No That'd be pretty good. That's, that's, that's all right. That's all right. You know what time it is.
0: Petticoat. 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 It's time
1: to get petty.
2: Oh, we did a good job executing
1: now, are you upset with something? And fire
0: up the Petticoat Junction train.
2: I just don't like you.
0: You don't?
2: No.
1: What
0: is today's petty history? Petty Junction. Pettico
2: Junction.
1: Pettico Junction. Petty history of the day brought to you about underwear whiskey anorahwhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, anorahwhiskey.com. Um, I saw your girl Mariah got a ban from Twitter after she threatened
2: Zion. First of all, my girl. <laughs> uh, You know, not your girl, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, she's definitely well. You know, I guess Zion was still trying to entertain it or something, and you know, still he's, not having no. He's a goofy. Oh, no geez man! Like, come on, now. Because yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: now it's like, all right, man. I, you, starting to get crazy because she's putting up screenshots, and you still sending money, still trying to work it out. Uh huh. What's wrong with you? Something. <laughs> I don't understand, man. So is he, is, you know, he's still trying to play basketball, right? Or do man, I don't home? know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I would like to say, man, it seems like current reports have said that the um they found a debris field in the search for the submersive. man it's it's just tragic man that's all tragic no it's not well you know i you know i don't wish that billion dollars
2: man and you doing bored people stuff (laughs) like come on you couldn't have that was so unserious of a venture you got a yeah. PlayStation remote. Come on, man. You got a billion dollars. I have some high-tech stuff in there. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the holograms. Billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't feel bad for stupid stuff, but, you know, you're not wishing nothing bad on nobody. No, I just feel, you know, for the,
1: you're right, for the outcome. You're that bored
2: life. with life? Go, go, you know, go.
1: You're, you're right, for the outcome. For the outcome, man. I I just didn't like the outcome.
2: They said, or they say, one of the one of the articles said, uh, more people have been to space <laughs> than trying to find your crazy ass down there. Hey, give me five
1: seconds. Keep talking because that would be my father, who knows that I'm recording right now and just doesn't care <laughs> as he rings the doorbell. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, like come on, man. Listen, if I had a billion dollars, the last thing I'm doing is going to the bottom of the ocean willingly, you know, willingly for what, you know, billion dollars. I invent some, buy some stuff to go see But the duties and scourges. That's how, you know, you got too much money and you're not putting your money to use as much as you should be. Man, it's unfortunate that you get lost at the bottom of the sea. I mean, is that unfortunate? Is it? It's, the Titanic was famous for doing it on accident. Now you're for infamous for doing it on purpose. So you make people not know how to feel because I don't have enough money to build something to go that deep. So it's kind of out of my realm of empathy because it's like you're doing crazy stuff. <laughs> so I don't understand. But, you know, last, you know, like you said, don't want to see nobody go outside like that. But like they said, more people have been to space than the things you're trying to do. So what do you expect? (laughs) Well, they say Icarus. This is the opposite of Icarus. Icarus tried to get too close to the sun. Yes, tried to get too close to the center of the earth. And now Mm -hmm. you're you're floating with no oxygen or something.
1: Last on the Petty Train, we say the best for last. I present to those Lars of Piffin and Marcus Jordan. Who have created a podcast called Separation Anxiety with Lars Pippen and Marcus Jordan. Man, this might be one of the best petty train tickets I've ever passed out in my life because as crazy as Scotty's been talking, I'm happy. I'm happy. On Draft day, Mike can laugh as he takes a nice pick on his way out the door with three billion in his pocket. Or you can laugh.
2: They really laughing, though. That's the crazy Oh,
1: man. Oh, my. Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, oh. they started a podcast, left. This is beyond petty.
2: This is, yeah. this is beyond
1: petty. Are you kidding me? What do you even say to that? Dude, the episode right here is entitled, In the Name of Love and Babies on the Brain. Are you
2: kidding me? <laughs> like it's really, it's really crazy, like for real. Yo, like no man should be going through nothing like that.
1: Oh my god! I'm sorry, I didn't mean to use God's name in vain. Uh, look, oh man,
2: no, I be me. could be. Me. Couldn't be me. I just don't understand where you go from here. You know, like, you gotta make sure this man ain't on suicide watch. Oh, man. You got your arch nemesis career still banging over your head. Your son rocking your arch nemesis favorite shoes. Oh, man. Then you, you must have did your lady real bad. To the point where she's doing this with no remorse. Mm-hmm. First, it was Future. Future done got a hit single off her. That's embarrassing. <laughs> then she come back with NBA rumors with with dudes. Malika fun Then teams up with the arch nemesis. Then makes a podcast and oh.
1: And then this man sitting with you behind the Lakers bench as you watch your son, you know, going, going. Like
2: by. it's like how how much more L's can the man catch? Every time you get on TV, you down in the arch nemesis. Oh and man, you made the arch nemesis, Jordan. Didn't I know nothing bad, really, to say about you, man. You trying to air out stuff, people not 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 catching on, man. And it's and it's like you put it's like where do you go from here? Hey, it's like ain't no type of cool
1: yes, I agree
2: with your ex-wife.
1: Hey, this is this is thrown out. This is thrown out. This is hurt painful, yeah.
2: Well, it's going to be, people gonna pay attention. That's the thing. People are gonna yeah. Absolutely. They just act like oh, they're not gonna No. might get millions of listeners. Mm-hmm. Hey, crazy. <laughs>
1: Hey, oh, no, Marcus is a little bit old. Marcus is in his 30s, so.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: boy. Mm. I, I'm a, we're not going to talk LSU right now. I saw the breaking news, football, basketball, probation, for recruiting. We'll get into it after I do some research tomorrow but I'm sure that predates Brian Kelly showing up because Will Wade is involved and he's no longer there at LSU. Great show for the Culture Friday. Tomorrow, we'll be back. We might have a special guest. Appreciate you guys. Make sure that you spend the rest of the day spending it different